up, everybody, and welcome back to Tailgate Talks powered by the nation. Today is episode 193. It's August 22nd, and by the time you're listening to this, well, our guy Dustin, he'll be another year older, so we want to wish a happy birthday to Dustin. Cheers. Cheers, man. Happy birthday. We're going to be enjoying a nice dinner tomorrow night Yeah, Triple J. Uh, with some friends celebrating uh, this guy over here. So looking forward to that. Um, you are hearing us now after uh, wedding weekend has officially passes by. Uh, a year of planning and everything is done. Yeah. Dustin's best speech, uh, best man speech is done and completed. Yes. Uh, I've got the ring on my finger, honeymoon in the past. And now here we are back to regular life. <laughs> yeah. How was the honeymoon? How was Jamaica? The honeymoon was awesome. You can see, Dustin can see right now, I'm wearing a hat I bought in sandals. I got a cup that I bought I was laughing at when you kicked us off. I just noticed it. (laughs) Sandals hat. Decked out. I'm decked out in in sandals stuff. Uh, We had a really good time. It was very relaxing. Uh, The wedding was awesome. Uh, Dustin, your thoughts on the wedding and and any recap you want to give on your speech? (laughs) Yeah, wedding was a lot of fun. Wedding day, rehearsal day. It's a really fun jam-packed two days. I think, yeah. I mean, obviously you had a great Friday and Friday night and was very nervous. Saturday, I think you settled into that and transferred that nervous anxiousness to me as yeah. the ceremony and anticipation. Once my part was done. <laughs> Once your part was done of walking up and down the aisle, you were great. And I still had like three more hours to wait to do my speech. <laughs> that was the worst part for me, Tim. Once Not I, enough Chilton's for that, you know. <laughs> Once I got, yeah, I didn't want to have too many before, and you know, have have trouble speaking and enunciating. Right. So I kept it cool before, and once I got the microphone in my hand, I was good. Knocked out a nice five-ish minute speech, kept yeah. it short and sweet, and got the people involved, and I think it was great. And it was a really fun night. It was a really fun night. They don't lie when they tell you it goes by really fast because next thing you know, it was uh, last call and uh, everybody was having to leave. But ultimately, good time. And then, yeah, Jamaica was great. It's a great way to relax after you've just been a year wedding planning and stressing about all the little details to go kick your feet up on the beach and relax in the sun and meet some people, met some Penn State fans, some Ohio State fans, some, you know, uh, a, a lot of fans from awesome. the Pennsylvania area, that uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio State area. Um, but yeah, ultimately great times were had. And now it's on to celebrating Dustin and his birthday, which we'll be doing mm-hmm. tomorrow night. So uh, if you give us a listen, you hear this, you know, give him a birthday shout out uh, tomorrow on on the Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but today we're talking Texas Tech football. We are less than two weeks from kickoff. And so we've done the whole opponent breakdown. We've gone through our best case, worst case scenarios. Now it's time to officially break down the Red Raiders today. We're starting off with the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Going to go through uh, the def- defensive line, the secondary, the linebackers, special teams we're also going to include today. Uh, and that'll be it. And then we'll be on to offense and getting ready for the season opening kickoff in the following week, next week. So uh, we're excited for all of that and to catch everything we're doing here at Tailgate Talks. Please give that uh, us a follow on Apple, on Spotify, whatever you listen to. Give us a follow there. If you listen to us on Apple, uh, please leave us a review. Uh, and it's always five stars, five stars for the tailgate. Also give our social media accounts a follow. We are on the app formerly known as Twitter 
at tailgate underscore talks. Give us a follow there. It's where we do most of our posting and interacting, but we do have Facebook uh, and Instagram accounts. Also give that YouTube channel a follow as we'll be firing that channel back up uh, as football season gets started. Uh, doing prediction videos and all that kind of stuff. We'll get out there for you guys so you can interact with us and let us know some of your predictions. So give that YouTube channel a follow. And lastly, you have anything to add to the tailgate, any questions, comments, anything you want us to discuss on the show, you can always email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into this Texas Tech defense, Dustin. We're going to start this thing off right. All right, so Texas Tech football is less than two weeks from kickoff. We are excited to dive into uh, the actual Texas Tech football team, get to know our roster a little bit better. And today we're going to start off with Tim DeRuder's defense. Tim DeRuder coming in for his second stint as the defensive coordinator for this Texas Tech defense. Something when you think back to like the Cliff Kingsbury era, it was so rare where you got to see a guy last two years. And Tim DeRuder in year one, I think, did a really great job of kind of changing the tone for the defense. And so he comes in to year two. Uh, and we're excited to see what this defensive unit can do this year. I think the hype is pretty good on this side of the ball. Let's start with probably uh, where the hype rides the most, and that's on that defensive front that also we're including with the defensive line in this, the outside linebackers, our edge rushers, the Tyree yeah. Wilson position basically is what it'll become known as. And taking us through this position group is going to be Dustin. So, Dustin, I hand things over to you. Yeah, and just to talk on Tim DeRuda real quick since you pointed out. Yeah, this is a great, great like escalator going into this year of second year of Tim DeRuda's defense. We saw yeah. how successful it was in year one. And our boy Keenan told us, like, you know, former tech safety, how he never had the same coordinator and how yeah. he had like one more than he was here playing years wise, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because I think like twice he had DCs. Yeah, I think he had that drunk guy so. from TCU that one year that got yeah. kicked off. Um, <laughs> I digress. But yeah, it's huge to have the same guy back with the same system and a lot of the same players. Like We lost more on the mm-hmm. defense side of the ball than offense. Um, but to bring back those guys, and I mean, you mentioned like just the cliff days. I can remember back in the leech days, we didn't even have the same one or really a good one half the time. So yeah, I mean, Ruffin like, was about uh, the only one I can remember, and that was decent. Ruffin was the only steady one. I remember, I'll never forget his name, Lyle Set and such. He was the DC here for, I think, the beginning part. Gotcha. My dad hated him. Oh, well. <laughs> um, and, and Lyle got fired, I think, right after one of those, I think it was like Oklahoma State, where we were just getting torched um, in a game that you probably should have won. So, yeah. I mean, we were more consistent with having de- defensive coordinators then, but. You know, our focus really wasn't on defense during the Mike Leach days, you know. And there wasn't ever, like, hype around them. Like, they were just like, yeah, we just hope right. they kind of do their job. Like, there's actually emphasis on the defense with Joey McGuire, squad, and Tim DeRuder at the helm on that side yeah. of the ball. So, like, I'm very excited to see what this group can do, if they can get more take threes and all that. 
going into this year. Uh, but yeah, to go defensive yeah, line, a large a large emphasis on the recruiting trail as well. Like oh, you see yeah. with the last few classes, it's loaded and loading up. On yeah. That side of the ball. So to kind of preface what I'm going into, I'm going to talk a lot about the main guys, the guys you see up front playing probably 70 plus percent of the snaps um, because the depth chart, if you look at it, is a lot of sophomores and a few freshmen, yeah. <laughs> which not great for this year, but maybe it doesn't have to be. But that means next year and in two years, like we should have very grown dudes, 20, 21 years old at juniors and seniors, very ready to play because they haven't really had to um, these last couple years. So, yeah, like we know you mentioned it there, Tyree Wilson, the biggest departure on this whole team, by far the best player drafted top 10 by the Raiders last year. Freak athlete, dominated D-lines, defense player of the year in the Big 12, even after missing some games. But the good thing that we saw last year was our D-line didn't fall apart. It didn't even really take a step back when he was gone for those few games at the end of the year. And that was a very impressive thing to see for me. Like, just because, you know, in the past, if we lost by far our best defense player, like, oh, God. Like, shut it in. <laughs> it's gonna get bad but it definitely didn't and there's rumors out there this year from people inside the building and coaches even that this d line as a himself whole may be better yeah uh you're like well, we yeah. lost tyree wilson it's like yeah but all four five six guys that are in that that line and in that room in that rotation it's just better as a whole um and it starts i'm gonna go right right to the the middle of the line, the guys that are back, the guys we all love that are super seniors, Tony Bradford, Jalen Hutchings. They are the anchors, the big boys. Yeah, All the talk's been about them. That's because they've been here forever. I know on this show, I've talked about them for three years now because yeah. they're a huge key in the run defense and freeing up everybody else. If they can clog up space and they have the quickest route to the quarterback, they you can open up a lot of defensive room there. And, like, those two guys being such good seniors, I mean, that leadership is, you know, you can't even question what that brings by itself and the work ethic of being here for so long. And, you know, we saw Bradford especially, I thought, last year kind of excelled towards the end of the year and held his own very, very well. Um, Him and Hutchings both, I think, had probably their best years of their career last year. Yeah, and that's Um, that's a great thing. And so we can keep those guys healthy and good up front. You got guy you might also see up front, Quincy Ledette Jr., senior transfer, came in. He could get some playing time. Like I said, besides that, it's a bunch of sophomores that could fill in. So you'll probably see those three guys in that middle playing a lot as much as they can. Yeah. Especially with, I know we talked about it in our like team breakdown, that a lot of good running teams in the Big 12 this year. Mm-hmm. And so we are definitely going to need these boys in that middle to help clog things up to stop some of these big run games that want yeah. 200 plus yards a game. Um, you got anything on on those those guys in the middle before I move to our ends, our pass rushers? I mean, obviously, love Jalen and Tony yeah. Bradford. Like those guys have been like not only are they really good and fun football players to watch, but they're just like all around great people for sure. that you love to have in your program that you love to support and so like I think once we realized we got another year of them you just kind of figured like this is a great opportunity to cash in on on these guys who have been here kind of through some of the rough parts of Texas Tech yeah 
and then it, it'll be cool to see them you know be on a team that has the potential that this team does and like be the anchors of that yep. and and like you said there's going to be a lot of running teams and those two guys are big big ass dudes who can really <laughs> clog some running yeah. lanes for you but love having their experience here and their leadership and just everything that they bring it's it's huge for a defense yeah so those are the guys in the middle our dns that are rushing the passer we lost Tyree Wilson, like I said, and yeah. technically the D line lost another guy, Josiah Pierre, but he just moved himself to middle linebacker. <laughs> so yeah. we'll talk about him later. I know he came yeah. on great at the end of the year, especially when uh, Tyree was out, but he moved himself to middle linebacker and is doing a great job there. We'll talk about him at the end of this, but we got two transfers at the ends. Miles Cole transfer from Louisiana Monroe. He is a big Dude, I'll censor myself a little bit. 6'6", 285 yeah. is what I found him listed at. Who knows what he really is at? <laughs> he looks like another Tyree Wilson. He and looks that is like freakish Tyree. athlete stuff. Big, long. Like, yeah, he looks like another Tyree Wilson. If he's wearing the same number, you might not notice yeah. if it's any different out there. <laughs> it's that, that NFL pass rush physique yeah. that, like, everybody was – you know, like super tantalized about Tyree Wilson is just like his frame was huge. And yeah, that's, that's miles Cole. <laughs> the other thing about this line, all, all four of these guys I'm about to mention all seniors or super seniors. So lots of experience, lots of games grown, been in the weight rooms, been in nutrition places. So like miles Cole on that end, Jalen Hutchings, Tony Bradford in the middle, the other guy on the end, he's getting a lot, a lot of hype. Steve of Linton is from a transfer from Syracuse. Another freak athlete, 6'5". Yep. I couldn't really find a weight on him. I did find that he put on 20 pounds since he's gotten here because Syracuse didn't have a great nutrition program. <laughs> so that's just good to hear, like, yeah, muscle, bigger, a, all that good stuff. There's a photo not too long ago posted of him and Miles Cole standing next to each other, and they look like they could be twins. All right. Like, so I, you're, mean, the, I mean, I would yeah. be safe to say 250-plus for him at 6'5". It's like you have yeah. a big veteran D-line. Those two dudes on the end are long and athletic. Like, I expect this D-line to do a lot, a lot of good things and really wreak havoc on the pass game for sure. And then to hold their own in the run game. Like, I don't expect them yeah. to be caving in the run game either. And that's mostly with, you know, Tony and Jalen in the middle. Um, those two guys are going to hold it down. And like I mentioned a second ago, I love this the veteran leadership here of all seniors, been in places, know how to get things done and play in big games. That's huge to have in your front line, especially when you have yeah. a bunch of freshmen and sophomores behind them. They get to learn from a lot of good things. Yeah, I think uh, I, I'm really excited to see Miles Cole and kind of unleashed this year. Uh, I think he kind of had a similar game in the bowl game to what Tyree did the year before, where it was like, oh, you can see what Tyree can do when he's unleashed. And and I thought Miles Cole had a few like really big plays in that Ole Miss game where like, oh man, that you know I can yeah. see that uh, potentially being a Tyree Wilson light. But then Steve Linton is the guy who comes in and is getting, all, getting the all the hype. So, and you look so at Dustin, if you look up Steve Linton, you might not know know who he is, yeah. and that's because at Syracuse they didn't use him correctly. He wasn't a very good system either, like to you yeah. be used correctly. Um, 
And so they're very excited to have him kind of in that Tyree role outside linebacker rush end basically and just go get the quarterback man and be an athlete and they're very excited about him and his athleticism man so i'm excited to see what he can do because like if you look him up he's only had he got like three and a half sacks last year so he'd probably be like yeah i think he they just showed him the tyree wilson film and it was like this is is what you need to do (laughs) and i think like the hype around him like, I mean, I remember the hype for Tyree being pretty, like, getting pretty crazy kind of towards the the end. Yeah, there was like a somewhere was like, who could maybe end up as a first round draft pick and somebody had him there. I feel like internally, the Steve Linton stuff has just been like, since he's got yeah, on campus, like, I've not stopped hearing about him. So this brings up, we have a couple defensive predictions that we'll make here. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this brings up the first one of them. Uh, Steve Linton sacks. So Tyree Wilson had seven sacks last year. Of course, he missed the last like three games of the season. Right. Was well on his way to ten sacks. Uh, the school record is fourteen sacks. I I feel like that's a bit too bold to go all the way to fourteen. So we'll set the over under at ten sacks for Steve Linton this season. Dustin, what are you going with? I'll take the under, just because I like the whole group, the group as a whole. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's going to be spread out statistics wise, but like I mentioned to start this off, a lot of running teams in the big 12 this year, Yeah, like Texas and Oregon are going to be your pass heavy games. And then besides that, like it's going to be 50, 50 pass run or even more on the run side with even a lot more. of, a lot yeah. of teams. So like just <clears throat> your opportunity is not there as much as it could be. So like, I'll take the under yeah. um, halfway because of the schemes and halfway because of the rest of the guys. Like I expect Miles Cole to be right there with them on whatever yeah. number they kind of get at. I'll go over for the the fun of it, and I think some of it will be that how good the rest of our other guys are is that they might they draw some of that attention yeah. away and free him up a little bit more to get some sacks. Um, because I think like some of the stuff that Tyree Wilson had a problem was was it, it was really like if we could just focus on Tyree we can maybe limit him, but I, I feel like defenses are going to have a hard time yeah. trying to just focus on Linton. And then we've got other guys. There's a few other guys that are on that line. Um, kind of some of the younger guys and stuff like that. I think that, uh, that pass rushing group that you, uh, haven't mentioned yet that I think will be guys that are going to make impacts. And that's, uh, Joseph Didiri. I think he's going to be a guy yeah. you're going to hear a lot of. And then another guy that I've heard a lot about in camp is Isaac Smith. Okay. Um, who's kind of the guy behind Steve Linton. Right. I've heard a lot about him. He played pretty good for you in that Ole Miss game, and I think he was more of a linebacker combo, but he's he's pretty size. He's got a lot of height to him, and I think he's going to fit in right behind Steve Linton there and kind of spell him. But he's, from what I've heard, there's not much of a drop-off. That's awesome. And, like, those two guys you just mentioned are sophomores, true sophomores. Yeah. And so if you can get good production out of them, you know, filling in on some plays to give those guys some rest, that's amazing if you don't have to drop off. Because we we noticed, you know, we would play way bigger in athletic teams and, like, those LSU games. Yeah. Like, they just killed us on rotating guys and never dropping off. So if you can start to build that depth with those sophomores like that, you can really, really keep the pressure on those other offenses. Yeah, that's something we're totally not used to here. We had a uh, – no. 
we had a tweet out uh, earlier today that we were talking yeah. Texas Tech defense and, you know, asking people if they wanted to, uh, you know, had any questions or anything for us. Uh, one of the fans wanted to know who you think fills in behind Hutchings and Bradford, obviously two stable names Very. that we've known for a while here, but uh, obviously going to have to spell them at some points. You mentioned there's a lot of younger guys. Are there any names uh, on that list uh, besides Quincy Leddit that you mentioned that you think will be uh, fighting for some snaps this season? Yeah, Quincy Leddit will get quite a few, quite a bit of run there. Another guy at D tackles. Emorian Banks, love that name. Mm-hmm. Nice name. Yeah, but also another redshirt sophomore. But oh, you got a great sophomore group there filling in at backups, I think. But those are the two guys. If you got to spell them, or you get injuries, cross your fingers there. Um, Ledette or Emorian Banks are going to fill in and kind of help you with that D line. Yeah, I think those are some good names to watch out for. But, yeah, it's going to be a lot of Jalen, and it's going to be yeah. a lot of Tony up there. Um, and and I think these guys are built for it. They know it. They've been going through it for years and years and years. So yeah. um, as long as they remain healthy, that's going to be uh, your stalwarts up front. Uh, mixed win with Steve Linton and Miles Cole. And then, you know, uh, uh, about four or five other guys that McGuire has said that they are, they're really hyped about. So yeah. And they've put an emphasis uh, on that D line over the last two years. Yeah. Like, o and D lines beefing them up. So we'll, we'll see how that how it works out. And I'm very excited about this group. Kind of like I mentioned there. Yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, they get a really good first test against Wyoming. I think this will be a good chance to see because Wyoming's going to run the yeah. ball. And so this will be a good first kind of just to see how they all work together and kind of what the potential is. Um, I will move it on to the secondary. Uh, that's the position group that I will be uh, covering. So quarterbacks, safeties, and the star position, which is kind yeah. of what you're like nickel cornerback. You're, it's like a it's um, like a safety that's down in the box type hi- guy. Yeah, it's that's like what Muddy Waters was position. last year. Play yeah. nickel, Waters. help with the run, a little bit of everything, kind of safety, bigger ish cause some chaos yeah. yeah bigger guy uh the muddy waters position the star position um and so yes starting with that your key departures from the secondary uh muddy waters you lost to uh the nfl and eligibility um was a really fun player to watch i led the led ncaa and and tackles for loss, for loss from the secondary yep. position um so you're losing that and then uh one of your really reliable players there in the back uh, Reggie Pearson is a transfer who uh, left to Oklahoma. Uh, and so two guys that you will definitely feel the loss of this year. But you bring in a lot of guys. And also another thing with this team is is you return a lot of guys yeah. who have played a lot of snaps and importantly played a lot of snaps together. Uh, and so ultimately this is about as excited as I've been for a defensive backfield in a long time here for Texas Tech. As you bring back two solid corners, guys who have been starting for you, they've got a lot of starting snaps. That's Rashad Williams. I think this is his third year now starting for you at cornerback. Um, so it's nice to have him back for another year. And then Malik Dunlap, uh, this is his second year starting for you. Last year was a very good, uh, very good corner. Uh, had 12 pass yeah. deflections, was just causing chaos. Um, you know, and, and always right there. And so happy to bring those guys back. Another guy we're super familiar with here that we love, that we get to talk about a lot and get glad we get to talk about him for another season. That's Adrian Taylor Demerson. 
the rabbit, rabbit. is going to be at the uh, free safety position. He returns for yet another year. So those are three guys who have played a lot of snaps yeah. together that you're bringing back a lot of veteran leadership in uh, that secondary. And so that's like a good starting point for this defense. And then you bring in some big time transfers, CJ Bakerville, Ooh, who's going to be the new muddy waters. He is going to fill in at that star position from everything I've seen. He I was watching the spring game. He looks like Muddy Waters. Like, like you've brought in clones of these guys that you've made these positions for, and he fits that position like just like Muddy Waters. He looks, he's big, he's strong, he's physical. He's going to disrupt some things in the backfield. He's also quick and agile and going to be able to cover some things uh, for you in the secondary. So he's your Muddy Waters this year. That's CJ Bakerville. Um, AJ McCarthy, I couldn't find him. Like where exactly were you expecting him to line up? He's one of your he's your Baylor transfer who's coming in. Yeah. Uh played at Baylor last year. I think they said sure he's, he's your he's your pure nickel type guy. Okay. Whereas like CJ's your muddy stay right. down low, not gonna run deep and cover dudes, but like he's more like your nickel guy. And like I mentioned weeks ago, like he was probably gonna start for Baylor. Just yeah. ditch town, came here and not even one of your top two guys. That's great to add depth right there, but he should be playing a lot still. Yeah, so um, I would look to see him in those those nickel spots. Also, probably Braylon Lux, the Fresno State transfer, who is another guy who's mm-hmm. got a lot of experience who's coming in, who's going to be in that secondary. Um, you know, if I, th- I think right now Rayshad might be a little injured. I don't know exactly. I haven't seen many updates on him, but – uh, I would expect if Rayshad is injured that Braylon Lux will be one of your starting quarterbacks. If Rayshad's fine, then I would expect Braylon to kind of be another guy that you can look at, like A.J. McCarthy going to be kind of filling in at corner, nickel, maybe run some uh, of that star position when they're giving C.J. Bakersville a break. But he's a guy that you've heard a lot of from camp. Braylon Lux is going to be a guy who's going to find some time to play um, and, and going to be – uh, a, a big factor for this defense. So you bring in, um, you know, you bring in a lot of experience with this group. And then also the other safety position, which is going to be a Reggie Pearson fill in. That's going to be Tyler Owens for you. He looks to be the guy who's going to start there. He came in and played in Reggie Pearson's position in the Ole Miss game, uh, played a pretty damn good game there. He played at Texas, did not play a whole lot for you last year. Um, but it's a guy who's been through the Big 12, know what it takes, has a lot of experience, and is going to be back there filling in uh, and seems like he's going to be that guy for you. I, I would expect him to be getting a lot of reps back there unless he gets injured. Um, and so I think one of the cool things with the secondary, and it's one of the things I think is important to any group, team, or whatever, is experience, good good transfers, and a lot of good young guys. And that's what we have in the secondary. You have really valuable experience with Rayshad, Malik, Rabbit back there, even Tyler Owens. You bring in good transfers who uh, have a good history in C.J. Bakerfield, yeah. A.J. McCarthy, Braylon Lux, and then the freshmen they are bringing in. You've got a lot of dudes who are going to be fighting for uh, some playing time back there. you got cornerbacks Marion Horn, Jordan Sanford, Macho Stevenson, who are all freshmen and some of them redshirt freshmen who have yet to play for you. Those guys are going to be fighting for time at cornerback. And God forbid you have any injuries. These are guys you might be able to see out there playing. Uh, The star position, you got Brendan Jordan, who was your big get uh, four-star 
uh, defensive back in this year's class who's going to be fighting for playing time. Uh, Jalen Peoples, one of the first guys to commit to Joey McGuire. He didn't get to play last year because he was injured, um, but this will be his first shot at trying to get some uh, playing time. I've seen him listed at safety, so um, I think he was a cornerback when he came in. Maybe he's he's got, got some weight on, going to play that safety position. And then some other free safeties for you, Landon Hullaby, Chapman Lewis. Landon Hullaby, of course, was a big guy that you got flipped from Oregon um, and, and came to Tech and was injured last year. So a lot of youth back there that are going to be guys chomping at the bit to get their chance to try to make a mark for the secondary. And that's what you need. You need young guys pushing the old guys. You need the old guys pushing these young guys. And you have such a great mixture of all of that. I'm just really excited to see what these guys can do um, back there and how they uh, adapt and how these new guys come in and impact this, this team. It's really exciting. Yeah. I've heard so many good things about CJ Bakersfield yeah. transfer coming in. I know the like Twitter fan question was who fills in for Reggie Pearson. We mentioned Tyler Owens, but really like just like being like a dude is like CJ Bakersfield is pretty much yeah more than advertised from what I've heard and, He's filling in for muddy waters at that position, but like that Reggie Pearson spot, like he can do it all from what I've heard. And athleticism is great. And that's what yeah. I've heard about this whole group is length. Lengthy. Yeah, length. Yeah, lengthy. It's something that you've really lacked at the, I feel like at the secondary position is that length. It's felt like sometimes when you're getting on the field, I remember when we played LSU, it was like, man, our guys don't look like they're playing, mm. the, playing the same sport. Um, but I think you're kind of starting to match up with these bigger totally. schools. But I, I think there might be a combination of guys. Like, I don't know, maybe Braylon Lux finds himself playing, you know, filling in for that Reggie Pearson role. Maybe it's A.J. McCarthy. You just have so many different guys who are versatile players yes. who are going to try, who are going to be playing well enough to find that you're going to have to get them on the field. And so uh, it could be a variety of guys. I mean, anybody, even those younger guys, somebody's going to, somebody's going to rise above the crop of those young guys and, and be demanding playing time. And yeah. Um, and like, and so yeah, that's, what's exciting. Same thing with your secondaries. I had my D line, a lot of senior leadership there. Yeah. I just counted the depth chart I'm looking at from early August. And I mean, it could change a little bit, but I'm seeing nine seniors on your starting defense. Yeah. Wow. That's something we're not used to. That's incredible. And you trust all of them too. Like you're not like, Oh no, like (laughs) he's still here. (laughs) It's not one of those. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) We have a several guys like that. where it's like, Oh man, justice Nelson. That's exactly (laughs) who came to my mind too. Um, Yeah. I love that. We're still running DJ Poli Bray at corner. Yeah. Great. 15 (laughs) yards deep. Going to make tackle. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, long are those days gone. So happy. Yeah. It's just really fun to kind of go through this group, read those names. Um, you know, I've been a big fan of Rashad Williams ever since he's been here. Malik Dunlap last year, I thought was fantastic. So I'm excited to see him at another year. Um, and, and rabbits as fun of a secondary player as we've had at Texas tech. And so, um, really solid group of, of players back there. I think, you know, just what you talked about with the defensive line and, and then bet the, backfield i think you've got a pretty stacked defense already and that brings us to the last group that we haven't talked about yet and that's the linebacker group and dustin out reviewing all of this this was by far i think the weakest group yeah, it uh, is. that you've got and um, that's okay that's okay 
um, because, you know, we are categorizing Steve Linton and Miles Cole outside linebackers as uh, edge rushers and not linebackers. Um, So that does kind of minimalize what this group is. But um, why don't you take us through some of the 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 players and kind of what you saw when you were looking through the linebacking position? Yes, obviously. One huge departure there, Sean Merriweather, your yeah. your anchor on defense last year. Um, you know he was all over the ball, causing fumbles left and right. He's gone, um, and Kosai Eldridge. We were hoping we'd get back, and NCAA screwed him over. Yeah, and said, "Nah, man, you're done playing." So we're missing some experience there. If Kosai would have been back, this group wouldn't have been "quote unquote" your weak group. It would have been right up there right. with the other ones. Um, your additions, I kind of mentioned it in my D line group, is really you just had a guy move positions from Josiah Pierre at pass rusher. He said, "Hey, coach, I'll play middle linebacker." I did it at Florida a little bit when I was there, yeah. and they were like, "Oh, okay, let's try it." And he's done a great, phenomenal job from what I've heard. Very physical and just find his way around the ball. Yeah, just. All around, all around football player is basically what it comes down to, and his athleticism is so good that he could move, you know, five seven yards deep and still play that position very well. Yeah, he had some great games down the stretch last year. I was like, man, this dude is a force. Like he's a baller. Like, they just let him off the chain, and he was going crazy. So yeah, Desai Pierre is going to play most of your linebacker. I don't know how we're going to line up, and that doesn't really matter in this conversation. Your other big guy is going to be Jacob Rodriguez. He was in and out a little bit last year. I think he got hurt here and there. Yeah. Some. He was also pretty young last year. He's a transfer from Virginia. Was a former quarterback, quarterback <laughs> at Wichita Falls Rider, I believe. I don't know one of the Wichita Falls schools. But, again, all I've heard about him, he's just a baller and a good football yeah. player and finds himself around the football. And that's what you want at those linebacker spots. Like, dudes who just know football, I'm – very certain his quarterbacking helps him play yeah. middle linebacker. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> so um, it's good to have two dudes that are just ballers and coaches talk about them so well uh, on that spot. So that's the two big dudes to watch for. Uh, Ty Canna is a name you probably heard a little bit last year. Hopefully he can get healthy and play quite a bit. Um, those are the big names up front I wanted to hit on there before we move to the number three at the end here. You have anything else on those guys? Yeah, I think uh, another guy, Tariq Matthews, he he was the guy who played some for you last year who had some good moments. I think it was a lot of a combination of him and Jacob Rodriguez there who were kind of filling out that linebacker spot. Gotcha. Um, and so I think he's a guy to watch. Um, you know, a bunch of young guys, Miguel Dingle and Justin Horn, guys I'm kind of curious to see if they're able yeah. to find some playing time. These are two track stars who are like, that Texas Tech speed, who are two of the fastest guys in this class at the linebacking yeah, is position. Is Miguel Dingle so the I'm, one I'm that very... runs the 60 and is, like, making the finals yeah. in the Big 12? Yeah, yeah, already. <laughs> As a middle like, linebacker? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. nuts. And so, like, those are dudes I'm just curious to see if they can find their way onto the field and, like, what that speed looks like at that position and how they're able – like, cause I feel like it'll be very hard to keep those guys off the field with that speed. Cause you know, that's all they've been preaching is the red Raider speed. We want, you know, speed. We want to get athletes out yeah. there who can, you know, run the entire length of the field and make plays. And so I'll be curious to see if they're able to find any playing time, uh, as, as freshmen. Um, but you know, that's a, 
those other guys that we mentioned are are, are vets and and have that experience. So it will be tough to to get snaps over these no guys joke, unless yeah. they're just completely out out there balling. So, um, but yeah, our last key returner for this whole defense linebacking group is number three, Bryce Ramirez. So yeah. happy he's back in full health, full speed. He's practicing. He's playing. He's ready to ball out and go. And yeah. I mentioned, like, you know, Tony and them being great locker room leaders, guys. They said Bryce Ramirez is – he's the dude that is the locker room guy above all in this this whole yeah. team. Like his – He's got the number three jersey attitude. this year. That, he's got yeah. the number three jersey in honor of, of Luke and – he was number three and the take three, all our, all our threes are involved in that. And so that's great. I mean, he had such that horrific leg injury at NC state last year and was playing so good in that game and yeah. the games have come up leading up to that. So like, hopefully he can get back on the field and play quite a bit for us this year. So we're just really happy to have Bryce Ramirez back, man. Yeah. Bryce, AKA the brand Ramirez. Like anytime there's a a tweet about him, like the brand, I feel like he represents uh, the brand out probably the most of all these players. Like, you know, he, he got that number three Jersey for a reason. Um, Like you said, he was really coming on there before that injury. Like he had just earned his first start um, in that game and gets hurt and, and has worked himself back to where, you know, anytime they're posting a video, he like he's right front and center, and his energy seems contagious, and he yep. seems like he's going exactly to be right. a, a leader in this locker room. So, uh, I know all Red Raider fans are excited to see this guy back on the field and just what he can bring yep. to this defense. And uh, he seems like a guy who will fit in wherever you need him to be. Um, I, I don't really know what his position is. Is it is it middle line? Well, you know, that's why it, I, I kind of yeah. you know made some squiggles on my depth chart here of. He played linebacker, outside linebacker-ish last year. He's listed mm. on the DN looking list here. I don't know. This is not an official Texas Tech list, so who right. knows who made this. I've seen him listed kind of as outside. I've seen yeah. him listed as a Will. I've seen him listed as a Mike, so I, just, I, I don't really know. Yeah, I just one, hope he he'll be playing. <laughs> gets on the field in his own accord, not because somebody else gets hurt. And we just, yeah. hopefully he can ball out like he was starting to last year. Which I fully expect him to. Yep. Uh, that's just kind of the – the player and, and person that he is. And so excited to see that'll be a fun when he runs onto the field for the oh, first yeah. time, first time he makes a big play for us. Um, everybody will have goosebumps in that, in the, in the Jones or wherever we're watching him make those plays. So uh, any other linebacking names or thing you want to throw out there? No, let's do our other little predictions and then get to the special guys. <laughs> All right. So we, I uh, have a few defensive prediction things that we're going to make here. We already made one of them, like the these. over under 10 sacks for Steve Linton. Dustin goes under 10. I went over. Uh, next question, not an over under question, just uh, just to take a shot here. Uh, last year, Texas Tech had two take three games, and a take three game, if you're unfamiliar, is where you have three or more turnovers. We had two last year, one versus West Virginia, one versus Ole Miss in the bowl game. Dustin, this year, how many take three games will the Red Raider defense provide for uh, the for us fans? <laughs> it's got to be way more than two. I mean, Joey's harped on it since day one of being here. Tim yeah. DeRuiter wants it as, just as much. And you have, like I said, nine seniors, bunch of juniors that have been here in that system. So I think like that – consistency and camaraderie of playing together, same play caller. We know what we're doing. Now we don't have to think we can just fly around 
we should know where the ball's going. I'm thinking at least five. Five. That's okay. my number I'm going to stick with. I know six kind of sounds crazy because that's half the games. So I'll, yeah. I'll hold back just a hair and go five, but I, I yeah. like it a lot. I like the turnover game a lot more for us this year. Yeah, me too. I mean, a lot of what you said there, you know, plays to, to, you know, the second year under this coordinator, everybody familiar with the defense, a lot of the uh, experience that you have back there. Uh, I was trying to think of like the teams I could see it happening against. And there, there's definitely like five or six teams that I'm like, all right, I could see it happening here. I could see it mm-hmm. happening here. Um, but I'm going to go with four. I'm going to say we double it up. We go four this year. Um, and that's not including the bowl game. The bowl game, you know, we could we could make that five, but just regular season wise, I, I sure. see it's to be okay. four take three, and I'll be happy yeah. with that. Um, I just hope that we win the turnover battles more times than not. No doubt, you know, that that's also going to be that's a key. Huge. If you can win the turnover game two to one or something like that, that's going to save you a lot. Okay, so Dustin's going with five take threes. I'll go with four take threes. Um, next question, who leads the team in interceptions this season? Last year, it was Dadrian Taylor Demerson, Rabbit. He only had three, so we did not have a whole lot of interceptions no, last we, year. We didn't. Uh, but the Rabbit team, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we said, only two take three games last year. Um, so uh, Rabbit led you with three, Dustin. Not the number, but who you think at the end of the season looks up and has the most interceptions on the depth chart. Yeah, it's hard to not say Rabbit again. I mean – so I'm going to take rabbit again, but obviously way more than three. I mean, I just, I love him at the safety position. He flies around so well and finds the ball. I really think him in the second year of the system just really jumps himself up and grabs some more balls from the other team. And yeah, he's, he's going to be the dude back there. The safety people are scared to throw, throw to that side of the field on. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Malik Dunlap. I th- I'm going to go it's with It's a good a group to pick who, from. Like, it's hard to pick. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, he was so close so many times last year to I having, like, like, great interceptions. I think, like, you know, he was 12 pass deflections. I think if he's able to turn a few of those into interceptions, um, I think he can lead this group. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with him. Uh, and mainly because I – I would like to go with CJ Bakerville, but I haven't seen him play enough to really know what to expect from him. Because if, if, if he's playing the muddy waters position, I don't think that leads to a lot of interception. Exactly what I was going to say. Like if he's up there in that nickel star linebacker position, he's not getting a lot of depth to get yeah. a lot of these picks. That just that's not a position that leads you to interceptions a lot or gives you much opportunity. You're, you know, you're right. you're tackling tight ends on some stop routes and some running backs on some swing route type deals. Like you just don't have a lot of opportunities at that position. Yeah, if exactly. it's a different position yeah. and he gets moved to corner because of some injuries, maybe we have a different conversation. Right. Right. But either way, I think both of those are two guess, good guesses. Obviously rabbit did it last year. Um, obviously Malik Dunlap has that potential to, to get more interceptions with, uh, instead of breaking those passes up, catching them instead. Yeah turning those into possessions. So uh, it'll be interesting to watch that. And the last over under question I have for us last defensive prediction I have last year, we gave up 168.8 yards uh, per game on the ground. Um, I'm taking the over under to 160 rushing yards per game by this defense. We talked about a very deep front, um, really solid secondary. 
Um, that linebacking group, we're, we're, you know, still a lot to be proven there. Uh, Dustin, kind of what do you think with that number? This is a hard question, man. This is tough. Yeah. Because the, the other other thing that we mentioned multiple times here, a lot of teams are playing, going to try to run the football. A lot of running teams. And, yeah, I love our D-line. I like our linebackers. And, I mean, 160 doesn't sound like a lot, but when you have teams that we previewed that want to get over 200 a game to be successful yeah. and on their own, I'm going to take the under – and I'm going to kind of mix, obviously, those things together. But the third factor is I think we're going to score a ton of points and make teams have to throw to keep up with us. They're going to yeah. get to the late third and fourth quarter, and they're going to be down 14 or 17 or 21 points. And you can't just keep running dives and whatnot on us. You're going to have to start chunking it a little bit more. So I'm going to take the under with a little bit of mix of everything we've mentioned there. Yeah, I think the I'm gonna go with the under two because I I think a lot of the stuff that we've talked about um, second year under Deruder, uh, just a, a lots of depth up front uh, and not just yeah. really relying on Tyree Wilson to have to like bust up some run plays and stuff like that. I felt like he took a lot of responsibility on that. Yeah, you have so sure. many more guys who I feel like can uh, can get that job done this year that I think like yeah I think we can hold them to under 160 rushing yards per game. Um, if and, we can you know, do that, some, we should be very yeah. successful as a defense. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing is like, if you want to have the success that like a lot of people are expecting us to have, I think it starts with that run game being able to contain them because you're going to, you're going to win a lot of games if you can do that, because yeah. you're going to be able to bottle these teams up. They're going to try to run the ball, make them pass it. And like you said, if you're scoring a lot of points, getting these teams out of their comfort zone, I feel really, really good. That's what I hope about for. you being able to have. Yeah. I agree. Any other little defensive things that you want to touch on before we move on to the special? No, teams? I mean I've I've probably never been this excited about a defense in my mm-hmm. almost twenty years, eighteen years of tech football. I don't think I've ever been this excited. And you've had a guy here or there that I've been excited about, but like not as a whole group and a whole defense. Yeah. And even a deep coordinator I'm excited about. <laughs> so I, I expect yeah. a lot of big things. And it's nice to have a coach that also emphasizes the defense and that you're not just getting ignored yeah. on the sideline by the head coach. Yeah. Joey McGuire is exactly what we wanted like like Cliff to do. Be more of a be more of the head coach, you know, a little less attention to, to offense, more attention to defense. Was never able to put that together. I think Joey does a great job of finding guys that he entrusts yeah. and and lets them take over and control these things, but also has a good uh, eye for what we need. And and I think, like, you've got a really good unit this year with a lot of experience, a lot of young guys, a lot of transfers. Are just gonna, there's going to be a lot of names that I think are going to be uh, all over the stat sheet this year. It's going to be yeah. really fun to watch. Like you said, never been this excited about a defense for Texas Tech. That's saying something. Um, just really, really looking forward to what this. I think they're very be. balanced too, which helps Agreed. the Rooter yeah. and the guys out there not have to game plan around things, and it yeah. probably makes it hard on offenses a little more. Yeah, going to be fun to watch this group. I think Wyoming is a great first little test just to see kind of how we hold up against a team that's going to want to run the football. Uh, and so, you know, here next Saturday, we're going to get a really good glimpse at just the kind of what this defense can do. Of course, the big test will be Oregon, but oh, yeah. uh, you really want to start off strong with Wyoming. 
Uh, let's move over to the special teams preview real quick here. Punter Austin McNamara returns for what will be yes. his last season. I think, I think he's exhausted all of his eligibility at this point, but one of the best punters in the country, Dustin, your thoughts on what he provides to this team. Yeah. I believe I called him our 2021 season MVP two years ago. He was like our best player for like two. <laughs> he was years. by far our best player. And we were very mediocre and he would just hit bombs on points. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very happy yeah, to have him back. West Virginia still. <laughs> yeah. So happy to have him back. Um, so, I mean, I get excited every time he runs out there. He's just a punter. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he doesn't have to run not, out there a whole not lot. that way. Um, I just like his leg. Yeah. I don't no, want him right, to be out right, there a yeah. lot, but I like when he's out there. He can cough and corner it. He can bomb it. He can do it all. Yeah. It's important to have a weapon like that back there who can flip the field um, for you and, 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 you know, just change field position just like that. And so excited to see what he can do, but hopefully this offense, you know, keeps him kind of bored from, you know, during this game. I uh, don't want him too active out there. Um, I would like to see a game where he doesn't ball. have to play at all this year. Yeah. I love those games. Um, but of course, you know, with how the, our offense and how we like to, Go for it on fourth down. That's already probably something to be expected. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, kicker will be a little bit interesting this year. Of course, Trey Wolf is gone, and he kind of, you know, he started out in a competition with Gino Garcia at the start of last year. Ultimately, Trey Wolf won the won the battle. Um, of course, won some games for you with his kicking, um, and so he did a great job stability stabilizing i don't know why the word got so hard there uh that kicker position for you this year gino garcia who was a part of that battle is back and then reese burkhart i would expect gino garcia to get the nod um but your thoughts on just kind of uh the kicker status for this year as kickers can be very important as we saw last year yeah kickers can be important whoever can you know calm their nerves and make kicks in clutch times we've seen that over the last Two years, especially, we've needed kickers yeah. big time. Um, so whoever can, you know, have have ice in their veins better. Um, and then kind of on the flip side of that, whoever can bomb it out of the back of the end zone on kickoffs needs to kick it and just not give the other team a chance to return it. Because I hate when yeah. there was a year, I don't think it was last year, I think it was a year before that, our kicker could only get it to like the four-yard line. 20 yard, yeah. <laughs> and we were getting it kicked over our heads every time and never getting a chance to return. And we're giving them a Why chance we to return that? every time. Um, I remember you yelling that in my ear quite a few times. Like, Why can't we kick it out of the end zone? So on the flip side, whoever can bomb it and kick it off D yeah. out of the back of the end zone for kickoffs, let's put him back there and not have to play that down. Yeah. I like that. We'll have to kind of wait and see on who, you know, what, what happens with the kicker. It feels like that might be an adventure to start off this season, but um, uh, something might get shored up through, you know, the Oregon game, but, uh, kick returners. I don't think anything's been named set in stone here yet. Some names to watch on that front. Miles price, Jordan Brown, yep, yep. Dre McCray, Cameron Valdez, guys that you might see kind of, uh, get shots there at returning, uh, any other names that I might've missed there or anybody <laughs> that you think, um, uh, anybody in particular that really stands out? Yeah, I, from what I've kind of seen or heard, I think Jordan Brown's going to be your main guy. I think Dre will be back there yeah. as well. But um, Jordan Brown, the Kansas wide receiver transfer Kansas, yeah. from two years ago, I guess last year, uh, didn't play a lot, but really good athlete apparently. So 
I could kind of expect that to maybe get rotated around a little bit the first few games just to see um, who can yeah. do what back there. Uh, but you just mentioned three great guys with Draymond Cray, Cameron Valdez, Jordan Brown, great athletes. Um, so get the ball in their hands and let them run. Yeah, another position that felt like for some reason over the last few years we just haven't been able oh, to yeah. to find a guy who can consistently like catch the ball back there and and just well get to punter make it not that <laughs> punt return do what that's the key on punt returns we need a guy who can catch the ball and that's why Miles yeah. Price is number one on that list yeah that, catching the you ball just gotta is have somebody who makes <laughs> make sure that you get the possession of the football because last year it was like several times it felt like oh, oh, yeah. are we, we going to get it or we or is this like a uh, going right to their team. Yeah, that's why Adrian Fry position. ended up being the dude just because he could catch the ball. Could and, catch the ball. You know, when you say Adrian Fry, you're not like, oh, hell of an athlete, great runner and agility. And it's like, no, he just could catch the ball and catch the ball, not lose yeah. it for us. <laughs> that's what you need. You need somebody back there who can guarantee you get that possession. Um, and then, you know, maybe get you some yards. But all I care about at this point is somebody who can safely retrieve yeah. the football, put it back in our offense's hands. Um, any other points you wanted to make there? No. Uh, our special teams prediction this for this season, Dustin, will Texas tech have a kick or a punt return for a touchdown in 2023? I'm trying to look when our last kick return was, was it like 2017 with Jakeem or something like that? I don't know if I'm adding those years and people. I had to be like Jakeem. I, I, I don't feel like anybody has done it since jakeem grant yeah so i mean it's been quite a few years since we've done anything in that i i could i could see a kick return out of this um the group of miles jordan draymond cray like one of those guys taking one in the house um but yeah I cameron Valdez sounds like a guy who would take one to the house because we saw him do some house calls on the uh, running back like in a limited carries, he's just so explosive. Yeah. Like if he gets an opportunity, gets a lane, he seems like and a guy who could. I just remembered one other thing I wanted to mention because we kept mentioning, you know, all these freshmen and sophomores and depth that we have. Our special teams coverage should be really good this year, I think, because of yeah. that. Like these guys, that might be their only chance to play. Same thing with blocking for these guys. Like I think our special teams should be really good because of that this year. Yeah, hope so. Hope so. I'm gonna say we don't. Safe bet. Just continue the tradition. Of not you know, we used to have like the best punt returner ever, and now we've had we quite a few good ones. Punt. I mean, we had Danny, we had Wes, and then it's just yeah, been nothing. Would be pleasantly surprised if we do get one though. That would be pretty fun. Um, that's all we've got for you guys this week on Texas Tech football. We hope you enjoyed our defensive coverage going through the defense, discussing uh, names and everything that we kind of expect from this defense. Uh, special teams, a quick little special teams preview. Didn't want to leave those guys out. Um, anything else you wanted to touch on this week? Or I'm good, man. I can kick it over to you for your final shot. No final shots for you no, this I'm, week? Nope. I'm done. Right. <laughs> I'm ready for football, right. man. That's well, about it. Dustin's wrapped up, <sighs> ready to talk about Texas Tech offense next I week, am. which we'll be, we'll be doing. We'll do that. We'll do our season predictions uh, as the season is just around the corner. We can't wait. My final shot for this week is as the season is around the corner, that means it's a fantasy draft 
season, which yeah. means fantasy drafts will be happening a lot over this next week. Um, so, you know, doing some prepping, figuring out what guys I want to take. I got two six. Uh, I got two drafts where I'm the sixth pick in both of them. Mm, that's I don't know how that worked out. Kind of good, I think. You get going. It's not a terrible. With the position. same strategy, um, at least. Yeah, trying to figure out: Do I go Travis Kelsey first round? Just Hell do yeah. I just do it? I think I'm going to do it and try to do it in at least one of the leagues. See what I happens. would say. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I've never had Travis Kelsey's a hot commodity there in the first round. Um, we'll see if he'll even last to the sixth pick. But uh, yeah, so I know a lot of you out there will be getting ready for your fantasy drafts. Uh, let us know your sleepers. Let us know who you're eyeing. You know, if you got the sixth pick, let me know um, what you're what you're thinking about. Um, but hopefully everybody enjoys their fantasy drafts, gets some good teams, except for people in my league. Hope you all <laughs> are terrible at it. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for us this week uh, with our Texas Tech defensive discussion. Next week, we'll be back to talk offense. Tyler Shuck and them boys on the offense, we're uh, ready to discuss them and then make our season predictions. But until then, to catch everything we're doing here at Tailgate Talks, please follow us. Follow us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Give us those five stars, five stars for the tailgate. And if you listen to us on Apple, kindly leave us a review. Also, we are on social media. Follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. Uh, We are also on Facebook and Instagram. And give that YouTube channel a follow. We'll be posting videos throughout the football season. So you'll want to give that a follow to interact with us there. Once again, thank you for talking Texas Tech defense with us. We hope you have a good rest of the week. And as always, we will catch y'all at the next game.